This is the Resilient and Resourced Educator, and I'm your host, Danette Adams. On today's episode, we chat with Kimiko. She is a perfect blend of encouraging educator and energetic, no-nonsense activist. And boy, does she have resources for you. So please, join us. I'm Danette Adams, your host. Welcome here. And this is Kimiko. Did I pronounce that correctly? That is correct. Thank you. Good. Okay. Awesome. Kimiko is my guest today, and she has been an educator for 15 years in junior primary and as an ESL itinerant teacher. So welcome here. Thank you for being here. Thanks so much for having me on. I love to start these conversations with you telling me about a memorable educator in your life, someone who has impacted you. Could be a teacher, or maybe a coach, a mentor, somebody who has really made a difference in your life. I'd love to hear that story. Sure. Well, I've had really amazing teachers in my life and many of them really did inspire me to go into education. Um, There's one who just recently announced her retirement after a very long career and that's uh, Mrs. Nancy Tangay. And she was my teacher in elementary school. She was my music teacher. So I had her for a number of years uh, in my elementary career. She was a specialist music teacher. And uh, she always really, she taught children first and curriculum second, but she never gave up on having those high expectations of children. And that really spoke to my heart. Uh, She loved me through the illness and death of a classmate when I was in grade eight. And uh, she drove members of the cast to uh, go visit his house. And that was really, really special because they weren't, he wasn't well enough to be able to come and see the performance. And I just, that level of care and uh, the fact that she went just so far out of her way to make sure that he could have that opportunity to hear his classmates singing and to, to see the production in his own home was absolutely beautiful. I, that, I just remember that dedication and thinking, wow, like she, she, she sees us and she cares about us and she loves us. And just thinking, that's the kind of teacher I want to be. So she was, uh, like I said, I had amazing, amazing teachers all throughout elementary and high school, but she was a really, really special one, in part because I had her for a number of different years. And just, you know, she really nurtured me and she helped me to see the best in myself even when I was convinced I had little to offer the world, being in that sort of preteen stage and all the stuff that goes along with that. And she was my prime support during some really, really intense mean girl bullying. And uh, she helped me to see that bullying was not actually about me. And it was about others who were hurting so much that they felt the need to lash out at others. And that was a such a powerful lesson for me being, you know, 13, 14 years old, and realizing that, you know, I had to love myself and also seeing that bigger picture of having compassion for other people who were really, really hurting, the people that were harming me. And I just thought, okay, yeah, that she, she set me on this beautiful pathway towards the kind of educator that I wanted to be and that I, I have become. And I just, yeah, she's a, an amazing educator. So I, I hope that everyone has a Mrs. Tangi in their life and in one of those stories. And I hope that they get the chance to tell that story to their educator. What an amazing lesson in compassionate teaching. Like that's just incredible. Very, very lucky. That's awesome. Okay. So as we head into a very unknown future, the messages seem to change almost daily about what it's going to look like or what it may look like. What strengths do you already have that you're going to go in with? I love people. I love looking at the strengths first. Like what are we going in with? What are we, What's the power we're going in with? And I'd love to know what you 
think that you're going in with to the next few months, year? Yeah, well, I am, I'm resilient and that I know this for a fact, <laughs> in part because I had such wonderful educators helping to nurture me through some really tough times in my life. Um, I'm a blessedly imperfect human being and I also recognize the resilience and capability of the children with whom I work and the staff with whom I work. You know, I recognize we're all going through this collective trauma right now. And so many people have experienced loss. They've experienced loss of a job, loss of a loved one, loss of connections, loss of relationships. Mental health is really needs to be a priority for all of us right now. And, you know, I, I derive hope from all the stories of post-traumatic growth and all of the research that's been done around post-traumatic growth, because it makes me feel like the, the people who have experienced significant trauma and significant stress around that trauma are also most likely to show, to demonstrate the most growth afterwards. And I think that we're in this very unique situation where all of us are going through this really, really incredibly tough time, but we're all going through it together. We're, you know, not in the same boat, but we're in the same storm, people like to say. So all of us have different situations in our own families and our own responsibilities, but ultimately we're all going through the same thing. And I feel like we're going to be able to continue to support each other and really hold space for each other as educators, as um, people in the community. We know that we're in this together. We know that we're all on the same team here. We all want the same thing, right? We want a safe school reopening. We want wellness for ourselves, for our colleagues, for our kids. And we're going to do our best to hold each other up and get through this to, through, through this together. We're, uh, we're experts at making impossible situations work. Educators are experts at making impossible situations work. And we're going to do our best in this situation too. It's that level of um, uh, compassionate confidence that you have. But the reason I was telling you earlier that I started following you on Twitter, because occasionally you just need a shot in the arm from somebody to say, we got this. It's going to be really rough. And you do that for me when I, when I follow you and, and read your posts. So, so thank you very much for that. Thanks for so that. On the flip side now, on the flip side, we all go into strengths, but there are places where we're going to need a bit of extra help. And where is an area that you are going to need a bit of extra support? Well, I mean, obviously, I really want to see funding for smaller classes and cohorts, especially in kindergarten and the junior grades in Ontario, where our class sizes are quite large. Yeah. I want to see better ventilation, fixing of our schools. I want to see expansion of our outdoor learning areas. Um, and that could happen through the purchase of outdoor tents, the creative use of, you know, adjacent parks, community centers, churches, etc. And I'm loving what's been coming out recently has been a call for that slower, staggered, gentle start to opening schools that we can really proactively teach all new safety routines and expectations with smaller groups and just really building on that safety for kids. I think we really need to be setting our kids up for success at school. I want permission for educators to focus on and prioritize wellness before curriculum. And, you know, I mean, we can't control the fact that there's been this newly released math curriculum in Ontario. Unfortunately, it is what it is. But I think we really do need to remember that we can't take care of the Bloom stuff until we take care of the Maslow stuff. So we need to focus on what really matters. And that means those precious children in front of us who are, many of them are gonna be coming in scared with high, high anxiety, worried about their own health, their families. They've been through this traumatic time. Many of them have not had adequate food, nutrition needs met. They haven't had their wellness 
needs met, their mental health needs met. We need to be able to meet these kids where they are and just giving ourselves grace as educators and giving it to each other and giving it to the parents who are, yeah. frankly, lots of our parents and caregivers in our community are really, really upset right now and justifiably so. It's scary. We're all scared and we're all feeling anxiety right now. And supporting each other is what's going to get us through this. One way or the other, we're going to get to the other side of this, but we need to be helping each other. We need to be extending grace to each other. Yeah, that's very powerful. Yeah. Are, are you concerned about, or what concerns do you have about safety um, in your own home with your family? I know you've been very um, conscientious about isolating and keeping your bubble very small. Yeah. So what concerns do you have for your family? Well, I'm in a high risk group medically. So obviously I do have concerns about my expanding my bubble exponentially, especially as an itinerant teacher, I'll be exposed to many different children in classrooms in many different schools. So that's, that's obviously um, anxiety provoking, I'll be completely honest. And, and I have really kept our bubble to our immediate household only for now. And I feel like everyone needs to contribute to the safest possible scenario for September, including people keeping bubbles small. You know, like we do our distance outdoor visits only with family and friends, and that's been good for our mental health to, to have that connection with people, but to make sure we're also not, we're not hugging and kissing, you know, grandparents at this time. We're not doing any of those things. We're trying to really contribute to keeping community transmission low, because that is 100% just something that we have control of, right? We can't control everything that's happening in education. We can't control everything that's happening in the world. We can't control everything that's happening at the government level, but I can be in control of my little bubble and I can be in control of making sure that, you know, we're washing hands and that if we have to go out to the grocery store or the pharmacy, we're wearing, we're fully, you know, masked up and um, we've already planned on for when um, my daughter's going back to school and when I'm going back to school, the whole idea of, you know, easy to wash clothes, rip them off, throw them in the, in a washing machine, in the dryer, wash, wash, wash your hands and your, and your face or take a shower and just really sort of the separating the outside world from the inside world and our house still maintaining that as our little safe zone where we feel safe and where we can um, <clears throat> really we meet our own sort of wellness needs and in, in, in the safety needs there. Yeah, that's awesome. Very thoughtful. Yeah. So there are probably a lot of young teachers out there who are only getting their feet wet been in the business a couple of years and this is probably you know more overwhelming just for lack of experience in the regular school system let alone this chaotic one what advice would you have for younger teachers who are you know wondering whether they picked the right career <laughs> at this point you know what do you well i think just knowing that you know you're not alone and Again, I, I keep saying this phrase over and over because it's the thing that just keeps going around in my head. It's extend grace to yourself. Nobody expects you to have it all together all the time. We're all just doing the best with the skills and resources that we have available to us right now. And how hard you're working right now, it's enough. You are enough. And I think that's, that's what every new teacher needs to hear, pandemic or not. That right. they're working so hard and they're trying their very, very best. And these are highly unprecedented times. So even more than ever, 
you need to hear, we need to hear that. And we need to be saying that as teachers to each other and as educators to each other and to, as parents to each other, I see you, right? I see how hard you're working and it's good enough and you are enough. And we really need to be taking care of ourselves right now. This is something I believe very strongly in terms of co-regulation, which is gonna be essential for September, for a smooth September. We need to help prevent burnout. We need to provide a place of calm within ourselves from which our students can draw their own calm. We need to lend students our calm. So we need to build up our own storehouse of it. We need to be paying way more attention to the wellness and the self-care piece right now in the few weeks that we have left of summer. I know that we have zero control over so many things and that is incredibly triggering for teachers like me who love our routines and we love to plan ahead for all different scenarios. And we really just need to focus on what we can control. We can be as healthy as possible so that our bodies can be in ship shape to fight off any illness that comes across our way, right? We can do healthy food, exercise, mindfulness activities. We can advocate to our trustees, public health, MPPs for funding and safer learning and working conditions. We can do, you know, I do a daily meditation. I use the Calm app, which by the way, is free for educators. So that's that's a, a, a nice thing. Uh, we can do that grat gratitude journaling, get fresh air, go for walks outside, engage in those comforting rituals that make us feel safe and happy, whatever it happens to be for you, if it's a bath or reading a book before bed or snuggling with a kitten, whatever it is that's, that brings you that place of calm, because we're going to need that to give to our kids. Yeah. I think we also need to be giving ourselves permission to reach out and ask for help when we need it. As educators, we're used to being the helpers, helping everyone else, fixing everyone else's problems. This is the time to be reaching out and asking for help if you need it. We're no good to those we serve if we're not taking care of ourselves. So talking to family, talking to friends about your worries, taking advantage of community or employee mental health supports, doing whatever it takes to fill our own cups right now because we will be no good to others if we don't take this time to do this now. Proactive wellness, it's preventative maintenance on a car. It's, that, that's what I, I like to equate it to. If we don't maintain that car, it's going to break down. And if we don't maintain our bodies, our minds, they're also breaking down. So I would say that sort of final piece of, if I was to say, you know, the one piece of advice that needs to happen for all educators, but especially new ones who are, who are just sort of coming into this and feeling a little bit overwhelmed is that you are worthy of all the love that you give to your, your kids, right? The, the love that we give to our students, mm -hmm. we also need to be giving that to ourselves right now. Yeah, so powerful. That's just amazing. Yeah, such good advice. So as you think ahead to the future of education, mid-pandemic and then post-pandemic, yeah. what are the hopes and, and you know, hopes, maybe even fears or anxieties you have about the education system going mm -hmm. forward? Well, I think that this, the pandemic has really highlighted so many inequities in our system and it's really brought to light so many of our most vulnerable students and families in our community and i've seen some really beautiful things happening with you know care mongering groups and communities where people are taking care of each other and all these volunteer uh, opportunities that have sprung up where people are really really connecting and, and taking care of each other and that I'm really excited about. And I'm excited about innovation that's happening uh, in teaching and in using digital learning tools that we weren't really, we didn't have to really get into it 
too much before, but now we really do. We have to be prepared to pivot to online learning at any point right now. And so there's some really cool creativity that's happening and some really good collaboration that's happening between um, educators in, in creating really fun and, and fantastic learning that's online for our students that we may not have necessarily launched into before. So there are definitely some really cool things happening. And this pandemic is giving us a chance to really go out on a limb and try new things and be innovative. And it's, it's great. That part is great. I don't love the fact that we have, you know, horrible things happening and people are dying. That, that part is horrendous. But I do love the part where we're all being encouraged to be innovative and to come up with creative solutions and to really prioritize wellness and the mental health of our students. That piece, I think, needs to not go away. That I'm hoping stays. Well, I, this has been amazing. Thank you so much. Um, before we started our chat today, I was saying to you that I think you were amazing at how many resources you provide. Um, I follow you on Twitter and then just occasionally I'll just, you know, cut and paste and send it to somebody, a, a colleague of mine who's not on Twitter and say, you have to try, you have to check this out. Like, this is awesome. So um, if you could tell us your website where people can go and get those resources, those free resources for teachers, that yes, would be great. Absolutely. So I do post uh, some things on, I've got a website. It is teachers.wrdsb.ca slash ESL resources, all one word. And that's, um, that's my, my school website. <clears throat> and then people can also follow, if they do happen to have Twitter, it's ESL fair, ESL underscore fairy. Yeah, please check her out. It's a, she's a, just a boost in the arm each day of positivity, as well as some thoughtful um, concerns and sharing concerns. It's not all just, you know, focusing on the positive, but it's that silver lining. It's being honest about what's really the difficulty and then the silver lining and the positive within that, which is, is just amazing. So thank you so much. I've really appreciated our time. Thanks so much. Thank for you for joining us today and join us next time when we'll have another educator to share their concerns and their wisdom. Be well. Thank you.